You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. Whatsoever. So when when, when the episode starts, <laughs> and you just yeah, because when you when the episode starts, you just hear us talking. It's because I press record, and suddenly we realize it's recording ourselves, and that's when I give the introduction. Oh, I would like to welcome like the Skags chat. I, I love the fact that Courtney doesn't wait for us to uh, introduce her. She's now talking on the recording. It's great. This is the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is now. Um, Wishcraft, the podcast, and that's all we're going to talk about. <laughs> Psych! Anything we've told you before is wrong, Courtney. Go watch Wishcraft and come back and tell me. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs, and welcome to our final month of Lillard Fair. <laughs> Ever! Uh, yeah. We have lined up two very strong uh, Matthew Lillard uh, performances for this month. So strong that we had to bring a friend in with us uh, because she is a self-professed massive uh, fan and possible secret lover of Matthew Lillard. Uh, Our friend Courtney, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, baby. I'm talking to Maddie right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he listens, right? He does. He's got to listen. Uh, that would be the most horrifying thing that could happen to me is I go to a convention and I'm like, he's like, your voice sounds familiar. I'm like, no, no, Matthew Lillard, no. I would puke right there inside, ruin my shoes. Just, <laughs> Courtney, you go to a lot of conventions. All of us go to a lot of conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever met him? I haven't, shockingly. Um I honestly think it would be one of the times that I would truly geek out mm-hmm. because I have had a huge crush on him since I was 11 <laughs> uh, and I still have a crush on him now. I don't know if you've seen him lately, but he daddy. Yeah, um, he daddied up. He, he's daddied <laughs> up hard. What yeah. was the what was the film that started the crush for you on him? Um I think probably the first thing I saw I was 11, so Scooby-Doo, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> he nailed Shaggy. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we're not talking about Scream or Scooby-Doo on this show, but we could sidetrack and talk about Scooby-Doo because, because he fucking nailed Shaggy well, so well. And there is a scene in that film that is the year 2000. And I know you know I'm talking about the very extended pool party scene where Sugar Ray plays an entire yes. song. That dates yeah. the movie. So that solidifies that it's set in the year 2000 right yeah. there. Yeah. They gave, 2000. <laughs> they gave Sugar Ray an entire song. This is yes. I would. I was very. I'm going to say this. We're we're in the last month. I was very upset. 
that we couldn't cover Scooby-Doo or Scream <laughs> on this, on our Lillard Fair. I was. I would I was, agree with you. This month has had a real lack of Sugar Ray in general. Um, and I, that's really my only complaint about the co- the podcast as a whole. Uh, is truly not enough McGrath. Okay, so 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 that means beginning in March, screw our tribute to um, to trauma. Uh, trauma. It's McGrath talk. McGrath. Well, we might need to do we might need to do the the Lido the Lido shuffle and just talk about Mark McGrath for uh for about a half hour. I think I think that's that's doable. Let's Would you like to come back with me? Is he still on extra? Let's find out. <laughs> Let's discuss the cinema of Mark McGrath. So, okay, so we got uh, Scooby-Doo and Sharknado 2. Okay, there we go. Oh, you did That's it? two <laughs> movies. That's two <laughs> movies. That's enough to do a show. Maybe uh, is there a better time than spring break to talk about it? Yes. That's true. That's true. That's valid. Damn, that's good. Yeah. I want to say, before we get into this, that I am so thankful for Courtney being here. Wow. Um, like I said before, and I'm going to say it in front of your stupid face you are the fun one of the funniest people that i've ever met in my entire life and i'm so glad that you're here you're the only person that has bodied me with comedy you have all you're the only person that has physically put me down i did do that once you You literally broke the ground i was on the ground and and you were relentlessly screaming things in my face while i was on the ground stupid names i'd made up i have a bunch by the way i have a running list on my notes you can break till the next time i see you (laughs) (laughs) you get any bastard she also coined the term mads micklestream which is something that i say (laughs) constantly (laughs) i've signed up for the trial for mads micklestream under like seven emails at this point man we went back and forth for like six hours on text one time just coming up with more of those my other favorite was stellan stars guard yeah, that was good. That was good. Wasn't there a plus in there? There's a plus in there. Oh, man, I'd have to scroll back through so many texts. <laughs> it's good. It's good. But anyway, yeah, that, that, thank you for coming on the show. We oh, appreciate my it. pleasure. Anytime. So real quick, before we also get into the meat, also, you got you made, you made a mention about, you know, somebody hearing the show. I had a really surreal moment happen this past Friday the 13th. Um, so... You know, tattoo shops normally on Friday the 13th, they'll run this whole thing about, hey, come in and, you know, you could get a tattoo that is themed around Friday the 13th for $13 plus tip. You have to pay cash, blah, 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 blah. And this year I decided what the hell I'm going to do it. You know, I've, I've I've survived a heart attack. I've survived COVID. I've survived cancer. I'm going to tattoo my body up again. So I, I go down to uh, Elm Street Tattoos in, in Dallas and decide to get a couple of, you know, 13s tattooed on my body. And I meet my tattoo artist and who I found out is visiting from Salem. And he was flown in just for this event. And he keeps going, I know your voice. Your voice sounds familiar. And I'm like, I've never been to Salem, so I can't, you know, say, sir. And suddenly, out of nowhere, he goes, do you host a show called Cult Cinema Catacombs? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yes. I found out my tattoo artist, who's visiting from Salem, is a host of the show. And then he shows off his tattoo gun to me, which is designed to look like the head of, of Toxie from the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> And very good. One of the motors inside the tattoo gun also has the face of Lloyd Kaufman on it. 
Wow. So I was like, this is fate. Right. <laughs> Needless to, to say, he a, got a monster tattoo. Uh, so we need to, we need to, we need to fly to Salem to get our cannon, um, to get our cannons tattooed on us. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he was just like, uh, you know, if you're ever in Salem, you know, check, you know, check me out and everything. I'm like, yeah, cause I go to Salem a lot. I would love sure. to go to Salem. It's a place My vacation been, home is this. in Salem, you know. Right. <laughs> but. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, that happened. I'm a teacher, you know, I have a vacation home. <laughs> so one one more one more thing I want to do before we start talking. Usually Roy and I would spend this time speaking about what we're excited to watch. Uh, but I understand that our guest, in lieu of that, has a pitch for a movie we should cover. Yes, he's told me about you have you have something that you think we should uh check out on the show. So what is this, Courtney? I do. Uh, so this is a fairly recent film. Uh, I'm told it got standing ovations at Cannes. Oh, no. The oh, more, boy. The more you hear about it, the more oh. you're like, did it? Are you going to give it? No, you're not. Are you? Oh, no, Courtney. Okay. It's not Birdemic 3, is it? No. It is no. not. <laughs> this film is called Aline. It is the unauthorized Bio, biopic, I guess, kind of, sort of, of Celine Dion. And it is uh, starring the person who both wrote and directed it. She's a Kitaqua, uh director. She is in her mid to late 50s, and she plays Aline, not Celine, through <laughs> all ages from age five to <laughs> the present day. Okay. And uh, it's like Cloud Atlas, but for Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> but also the reason I say kind of unauthorized uh, biopic is because the music is all her. So she said yes to letting them use the music. <laughs> so I don't, why wasn't she... Why isn't it called Celine? <laughs> you know what? We may have to check yeah. this one out. Yeah. Um, I'm even looking at the poster for it, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's bizarre, I, I, right? The, 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 the poster basically looks like an advertisement for her Vegas show. I think I, it literally I, is. I think they just took it and went... <laughs> I, I want to watch this movie, so... Roy, I think we should do this movie at some point in the very near future. I think we're going to have to. I mean, we'll have to rent it. I'm showing here that it's a rental. It's not streaming anyplace, but fuck it. I mean, <laughs> we've done, I, we've rented worse, baby. We've, we, we, we've survived pre-mutos. We've survived Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. I think we could do this. So yeah. 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 What you don't understand about Kirk Cameron saving Christmas is that if you look at the gifts under the tree, they're all the gifts of christ i feel like i need to come to texas just to tell you how much i hate you for quoting favorite <laughs> saves christmas and then just fly home which is your dominant hand i'll wash the right side of my face and give it a good hard slap <laughs> well i'm looking at some of the reviews right now usa today said this new biopic is downright creepy um, the Daily All of them say things like it is dot 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 a film in the trailer. 
Yeah, The Daily Beast, Aline, the unauthorized Celine Dion movie, it's here, and it's glorious in all the wrong ways. <laughs> it sounds like the perfect movie for us. The Guardian, think twice before you watch this <laughs> accidentally scary Celine Dion biopic. Scary. <laughs> oh, I think I think we're all this is yeah, this is us. And this I is, think we just found the subtitle of my autobiography. <laughs> Accidentally scary. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking of doing one film for Pride Month, but I think I'm going to have to put, you know what? Fuck it. Yes. I'm going to put cruising on the back burner for oh us. Oh, my God. For Pride Month. <laughs> um, and we're doing a lean. Do you hear that knock at your door? It's Pacino. <laughs> So I'm making the official. I'm. I, 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 I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm putting my stamp on the document. For Pride Month, we're doing a lean. We're gonna rent a lean, and we're gonna watch that fucker. So thank you so much. Oh, uh, oh God! You can. You can. You, you'll bear witness to the further breaking of. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's, that's all this year is going to be. I mean, because we're doing trauma next month. Uh, and uh, in May, Andy, Courtney, Andy is watching The Room for the very first time this May. Really? I've never seen it either. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You get to get the experience with me. We'll set up a we'll set up a, a, a we'll set up a thing, discord yeah. or something. <laughs> So he's watching The Room for the very first time to celebrate the film's, I can't believe I'm saying this, 20th anniversary. Wow. Um, it is going a long so, white beard. Yep. And so, yeah. So uh, then. It's going to be a year. Then we got Aline coming up in June. And then <laughs> who knows what the wheel of fate will choose for us when we spin it for the fifth anniversary show besides us actually spending money on pre-mutos to watch the director's cut on blu-ray restored in 4k because we hate ourselves every month we're going to cover one minute of wishcraft <laughs> just, just one minute for a, for 120 for a, for a, for 90 months we're going to cover one minute of wishcraft we are going to microdose wishcraft <laughs> Is it a romantic comedy? Is it a horror film? Yes. yes is it, it offensive is. to all women? Oh, uh, yes, yeah. it is. Well, is I'm it so happy that I could contribute. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy I could contribute to your list of films because I am the Ivan Drago of doing comedy at Andy Farmer. <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> Between the two of you, I don't know if I'm going to survive this thing. Uh, we'll see. Well, I said that the first year we did this show. I said that the second year we did this show. I, further and further into like um, like Sutter Kane level in the mouth of madness bullshit. <laughs> I go. Hey. I'm a broken. I'm a media in terms of media. I am a fully broken person. He it has dies. to be. He dies. It, it has to be the most effed up thing in the world or like. The show The Neighbors with Cedric the Entertainer. That's the only things I can watch now. You did not in my nice house bring up The Neighbors. <laughs> I watch that show like like I like if I keep watching it, um, I'm going to be able to be elected to the board of The Neighbors. That's the way I watch that show. It's what I'm doing and, with the new Night Court. If I just keep watching it, maybe. 
<laughs> Maybe it'll get good. Maybe it won't be a big bag of burning trash. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch it. I, I cannot uh, sully. Larry uh, is still so I, good. I, I think that's so the reason why the show is a hit is because people are watching it hoping that something happens. I just uh, Larry is so fun and he still says the lines perfectly. And I'm like, that was a terrible line delivered in the absolute best way possible. Is Richard Mull in it? He's alive. No. <laughs> He's the alive, only, right? Yeah, he's still Larry. alive. The only person to come back has been Larroquette. And no Mar- one else Marshall Warfield isn't in it? Nope. Uh, I believe she was not asked, if you can believe that. Holy shit. Yeah. Richard, Mall, Richard Mall was, but he said, no, I'm going to pass. He's not under absolutely no circumstances, sir. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you said what now? You're doing what? Do what? And Are you going to use the lyrics it, I wrote to the theme song? Then no, sir. I said good day. <laughs> the first thing about it is we're, what, four or five episodes in now? Mm-hmm. Not one magic trick. <laughs> Not no. one! What's and her bag? What's her thing? Like, she is basically, she's basically Leslie Nope. On a, yeah, and she's, 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 she's diet Leslie Nope. Yeah, basically. Leslie Nope and... and Kind of a little bit of Amy Santiago in there, also. Like, really, <laughs> like the, like the, like the um, officiousness of a of a Santiago. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. And there's a lot of other people in it that I'm like, I can tell you would be good in almost literally anything else. Mm-hmm. Is there Bayless? She's funny. But not in this show. No, because there's nothing anyone could do a match. Yeah. You yeah, know what rate, scares me? Are laugh tracks. tracks. Laugh tracks scare me now. Oh, and this is real. The laugh track on this show is really forced. It really is. And all the people on that laugh track are dead. <laughs> They're dead now. And so you know, you're listening to kicking you're listening and screaming for like thirty subjects. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the reason why they're dead is because they 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 watched Wishboard, and so <laughs> that's why they're dead. <laughs> Wish, wishcraft. They, wishcraft. They, watch, they, 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 they watch wishcraft and witchboard immediately afterwards. So that's why. <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, Lillard time. <laughs> it's Lillard time. I'm back. Sorry, back. <laughs> wow. I mean, we've been off the rails before on this show, but that, 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 that was beautiful. Hey. I have to applaud that. That was beautiful. This is, but this is main stage. Melissa Etheridge. Uh, it's time. This is it, baby. This is this is the end. Wait by the light of my TV that is always playing something. I will. I still stand by the fact that that is one of the creepiest songs that's ever been written. Oh, it's also interesting. Yeah, for sure. The video doesn't help with you know uh, Juliet Lewis basically like doing. Juliet Lewis know, perform- she's doing like performance art in it. Like weird, really living her Karen Finley dreams. <laughs> I, I, it was I, a weird time though. No, just draw and just draw. See, I can't speak shit. to the, what year was that? I can't remember what year the it came down. It was God sometime in the nineties because only in the nineties could something like that exist. Yeah, uh, I'm, y'all are gonna hate me. I was eleven when the nineties ended. Sit. Uh, 
Oh, Come to gosh. my window was hey, in nineteen ninety three. Oh boy, I was in kindergarten. Hey, I was just getting out of high school. Definitely played at my prom. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> played I at my prom. Booney, so probably played at my prom too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, okay. All right. we're gonna play this creepy song by this lesbian for your prom. Here you go. <laughs> Don't well, that was one of those kids. That was what, keep in mind, I lived in the, the central, east central Ohio, basically. We didn't figure out that Freddie Mercury was gay until long after he passed. <laughs> so maybe they thought that, maybe they thought that the, uh, the people were saying that Melissa Etheridge was Lebanese. Yeah, well, no, she wasn't, she wasn't gay. She was just like from Detroit. <laughs> People are like in Detroit. Yeah. Like in exotic Detroit. Exotic Detroit. Hometown of my boyfriend, Sam Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> Speak, okay. We're gonna, I'm not going to interrupt the show anymore, but Courtney, <laughs> expect text messages about Sam Richardson and shows you should watch. Um, I've probably seen them all. <laughs> have you seen Detroiters? I have. I love it. It's oh, my I'm- God. It is so good. My this is my Detroiters wreck because ooh Devereaux. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Thirteen ghosts. Yes. Yes. Thirteen ghosts. Holy shit. Okay, I'm circling back around. So this movie was this movie was done because um the remake of um how the house on haunted hill was a massive hit yeah um so it was part of an experiment that you know they did over warner brothers with um, remaking william castle's movies with the dark castle films and uh because that one was a hit they said okay let's do 13 ghosts but the polar opposite happened 13 ghosts bombed in the box mm-hmm. office hardcore and it shouldn't have because no such a good movie but it's got like a nine percent on rotten tomatoes which yeah. i don't understand because no. it's such a fun film see i'm I, so excited to watch it because i saw it when it came out because i grew up in a small town and we saw everything that came to the theater but that's the only time i saw it and i haven't seen it since then so i'm like super excited to see like does it hold up i remember it being really scary but mm-hmm. i don't know I oh, um Liz, because I just recently watched it yeah. as Halloween, and I'm like, God, the, the makeup effects and everything still holds up. What doesn't hold up is Shannon Elizabeth's acting, but <laughs> that's another story. Hey, you guys uh, remember Shannon Elizabeth? <laughs> do you guys remember the 15 minutes of Shannon Elizabeth after American Pie? Um, do you I remember how this- Shannon Elizabeth was supposed to be like? 18 years old in this movie and she's actually like 45 or some shit um say this when when my sister and i went to go see this movie in the theater i mean you can't really hear it too much on home video but in the theater you clearly heard her say this line in the beginning of the movie during the opening credits when she's playing with her younger brother and all of a sudden you hear her say in this hyper positive pitchy voice I have the bestest little brother. And my sister and I looked at each other and at the same time said, who says that to their sibling? A robot says that. A robot, yeah. I have an admission of guilt, Roy. I never knew that that's what the Dark Castle movies were. Really? I never knew they were remaking the William Castle movies. I never put it together. So, all right. 
William Castle movies. This one bombed, and then Ghost Ship came around and completely derailed everything. Uh, <laughs> your Dark Castle film. A roller coaster. Uh, I yeah, the the original Ghost Ship, um, best opening of any horror movie ever made. Just I'll only stand good by thing that. about that movie. It's the only. It's it's like it's like they they put all of their faith into that opening, and they went, well, we could just shit the rest of the film out here. That's right. It can just be a side That's all that matters. We got Juliana Margulies. We got um, six hours left on this set. What can we do with it? That's right. It took it took seven months to set up this opening shot. We've got six hours <laughs> left in Juliana Margulies. What do you want to do? <laughs> But, I mean, the work that went into making the remake of 13 Ghosts. I mean, because the original, has anybody here ever seen the original William Castle 13 Ghosts? No, I also haven't. It's actually lame, um, in my opinion. Uh, the gimmick with the film originally was that in order to see the ghosts, if you were brave enough to to see the ghosts, you had this this vision, this version of a 3D glasses where it had two tints on it. If you were brave enough to see the ghost, then when the ghost would appear, you would watch the film with the bravery lens. Or if you were too afraid to see the ghost, then you would watch it with the unbravery lens, so it would block the ghosts out. The ghosts are probably like, really called the unbravery lens. Yes. <laughs> so the, Not the cowardice lens. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> the coward's lens. Here's the, the coward's lens. The scaredy poopy pants lens. <laughs> But the, the ghosts were not scary at all. It's like 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 pinatas bouncing up and down and skeletons. And then you oh, know, they weren't even people. No, they weren't even people. They were just props. They probably were flying, laying around. And and William Castle was like, "That'll make a good ghost." Yeah, it's very skeletons on a uh, on, on a skeletons on a uh, on a piece of plexi or a piece of plywood with three uh, with th- three little wheels and, on it that they would roll out like in House in the Haunted. And then to wink, wink, nudge, nudge, hardcore. One of the one of the uh, people in the film who plays the caretaker is played by Margaret Hamilton. And really? Yes. And there's this running gag in the movie that she's a witch, and you know, and, and it, it, it just that that she's got a hand in this and blah 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 blah. And it, this is just running gag that happens. And then after the events are done and the family is safe and they're leaving the house, Margaret Hamilton casts a spell to, if I remember right, close the door without doing it. And then like does this surreptitious wink into the camera, like, ha ha, yes, I am a witch after all. Get it? And she's like, and, remember, remember yes, that thing I did? Exactly. And just walks off the screen. These are the um, things. It's this and that one episode of Mr. Rogers or whatever. Sesame Street that was lost in the, forever and now was found again. So that's why in the seek in the remake, there's the thing with the glasses in order to see the ghost. That was the okay. that was a reference to that. Um, one of the only things I remember from the original viewing is that they all had those like Oakleys, clear Oakleys. <laughs> they had really bad Bobby Bonilla. Uh, batter on deck glasses. Yeah. So you had that. You had um, um, the house haunted, but that's really the only connection, if I remember right, between the two films. Everything else was just like, okay, let's just go with this. We're going to make the house this Lovecraftian glass house with these spells written all over the walls. We're going to fuck every child in the audience's brain up with the design of these ghosts. 
that yeah. are like holy shit makeup jobs I've ever seen in my entire life. And then we're going to have Tony Shalhoub just like be a grump because <laughs> right. he was good at playing a grump. That's what dads are. And then we're going to have Matthew Lillard uh, just play Matthew Lillard in this movie. My favorite Matthew Lillard role ever. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't remember. I just remember seeing him and being like, it's him. (laughs) It's just like he gets to, because he is, because of his character, he gets to really, like, you know, like when you get Nick Cage in a movie like Mandy, or you get Nick Cage in a movie where he gets to, as as a product of the plot and the character, gets to be unhinged, and he can just let it go to 11. That's what Lillard gets to do in this movie. Yep. He gets to take his his role in in Hackers. He gets to take that that unhinged energy and let it go because it's in the it's in the script. Mm-hmm. So you know there wasn't such a thing as too much in this movie for him, and he just shines. It's, it's a beautiful shy. comparison. I never really thought of him as being similar to Nick Cage, but you're absolutely right. You want to put him in whatever he's being the most Lillard, the Lillard esque, if you will. But if that yeah. wasn't enough, awesome. <laughs> if that wasn't enough, the the production team had the glorious idea of casting in the role of the caretaker. Instead of it being this surreptitious winking witch, they rewrote her to be a sassy, I've had enough of this shit black woman of the 90s. <laughs> and who else to cast her than Flip Mode Squad member Raw Digga? Right? It's what? Raw Digga's which, only movie. Which, That's yeah. Raw Digga. Yes. And that was a casting. When I heard that, I went, wait, what? <laughs> like, and we have to willingly suspend our disbelief. I didn't know willingly that was sus- at the time, but now I do. Yes. <laughs> and we have to willingly suspend our disbelief that Tony Shalhoub is so broke that he has to live in like a one-bedroom apartment with like his two kids, but he can and afford Raw Digga to take yeah. care of their children. Yeah. But that's okay. That's just just let it go. Doesn't matter. And when he and when they inherit the house, he's just like all of a sudden he's like he's like Harrison Ford grumpy in this movie when Harrison <laughs> Ford is grumpy. <laughs> so I he's just like ah, yeah, yeah. and then they're like okay no we need some more legitimacy. Tony Shalhoub is not legitimate enough. Let's get Oscar winner F. Yes. Murray Abraham in this film. <laughs> to play the Vincent Price uh, role of the film. Yes. F. Murray. Because, because it worked with Jeffrey Rush in House on Haunted Hill. But but then that's an entirely different subject because he fucking rocked in that movie. So I, mean, it's like, I love F. Murray Abraham, though. Like, I loved him in everything. He's perfect. Yeah. There's no, he, that's the, the thing about this movie is... On paper, what we've just described to you does not work. Mm. <laughs> you put it all together in this works. weird glass house with all these runes on the walls and a bunch of ghosts in the basement and F. Murray Abraham and Tony Shalhoub and Raw Digga and Matthew Lillard and um, some really, really weird – like here's the thing I really want to talk about, and I, I – Again, you know, we've seen it recently, so I know a little more about it than the movies I usually go into. But there is so much there needs to be. There's been a call recently uh, to have a prestige format series based on this show where every episode just goes into the backstory of the ghosts. 
because there is oh, so much to. lore built into this movie yes. that is unexplored. Well, and I'll just throw it out there. 13 is a very good prestige number for a series of television. I'm just saying. That's, that's right. Yeah. So, like, build that out because there is so much lore in this movie to be explored. And they do a really good job of world building in this movie that doesn't usually happen in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that idea and, in, in, you know, whenever we go away uh, to see the film, I'm going to take that to voice of the millennial generation, Craig Robertson. <laughs> well, that's my husband, for those of you who don't. <laughs> and we're going to come back to you with a list of who should play each of these ghosts. Because I'm Please like, do. Please do. Oh, that'll be awesome. Really tapped into a thing that we do in my house a lot. It's really like the foundation of my relationship. Can, can I can I ask this question? Is it a thing that the royal you does in the house, or is it a thing you do to Craig? Why not both? <laughs> both worked. I love that man so much. I just get the feeling that. Um, that a lot of it is a th- like like just staring into the middle distance while you scream <laughs> names that you come up with in your head, Adam. <laughs> he does spend a lot of time staring into the middle distance while drinking scotch. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. No, I just he. You, yeah, uh, Craig is a very funny man in his own right, and he's a very funny like straight man. You know what I mean? Like okay. he he he's a deadpan deliverer, and it's brilliant. He's just I am great. his clown. It's perfect. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Um, but yes, this movie is my favorite Lillard movie. It's one of my favorite. The reason I chose one, not only were we almost out of Lillard movies um, to to choose, um, since apparently choosing Scream is frowned upon in this establishment. <laughs> um, it's a little um, too mainstream for our show, so yeah. Now, I will it's, say, as a teen, my mom found out that I never saw Scream. I guess she forgot that she forbade me from seeing it because I was a child at the time. And she stopped what she was doing and drove me to the movie gallery and rented it, and we watched it right then. Oh, my God. And I was like 17 or something. <laughs> wow. It's, it's it's good. Scream is good. But it's here's the thing. So Scream good. is good Lillard, but it's not great Lillard. This no. movie is great Lillard. Yes. It's not Cracker Pants Lillard. It's Lillard doing capital A acting, and I don't know if I'm into that. Right? Let, let like, Lillard be Lillard. He's good at it, but yes, let him be free. Let him spread his Lillardy wings and just fly away. Little be- wings. <laughs> and besides that, the man here's, – here's breaking Lillard news because this is what Whoa. we do. The man just signed a three-picture deal to do the Five Nights at Freddy's movies. What? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I screamed into the microphone. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, he just signed it. It was it was very recent, like in the last That's week. So we're going yeah. to get a, a Lillard sans around here. Wow. Yes, we are. You guys don't understand. <laughs> We've got Frazier is back. Brendan Frazier is back. Matthew Lillard is back too. Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah. Doing, <laughs> doing Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh yeah. my God. I don't know if I'm, I, I, I told Roy when I found out, I guess I'm watching a Five Nights at Freddy's movies now. <laughs> five Nights at Freddy's movies. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All is right. He, is he going to play the bear? 
<laughs> I got a funny feeling he's going to play the 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 security guard. It's the only thing I could think I of. Like so. I love it. And he's such a like like it makes sense because he's he's still Matthew Lillard, but he's doing so much that's, you know, family oriented now. And I, I love him for that. And just yeah, all fill me up, Daddy Lillard. Let's go. I'm ready to. <laughs> In relation to this Five Nights at Freddy's news, can we do a Freddie Prince Jr. watch? On this? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to have another. Well, we're going to have to have another festival at some point. So. <laughs> To see if he's in it, because if he's in it, then I feel like, okay, well, hold on. Let's... Maddie, I know you're listening, Maddie. Is Freddie Prince your friend? Are y'all You want to know, yes. Roy called that, like, two, like, was it last month where you said we almost had, like, a, like, a Lillard Freddie Prince, because he's been in. We almost in. had, like, the Corys, because. Weren't they in, like, a bunch yeah. of movies? Yeah. They're in, like, they five movies together or something. It's a bunch. They were in all the, the Scooby-Doo's. They were in um, Wing Commander She's together. Wing Commander. She's all that. So, yeah, there had to be something there. Like, they got to be friends, right? There's a spark. Are you going there for Thanksgiving, homie? Does that mean that he gets to hang out with Sarah Michelle Gellar, too? Is it like a whole thing? Oh, probably, yeah. You know she's kinky like that. Uh, I didn't mean it that way, but yes. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it, but, I mean, now you mention it. <laughs> Oh, let's go watch this movie, though. Let's go watch some Sounds 13 lovely. Ghosts. All right, gang, we'll be right back after we're done watching 13 Ghosts. I'm going to put a 14th ghost in it. <laughs> there are ghosts around us all the time. Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. Is it bad tonight? Oh, bad is my professional opinion. We should get the hell out of here. I represent the estate of your Uncle Cyrus. We have an Uncle Cyrus? Cyrus recorded this message six weeks ago. He asked it to be played for you in the event of his death. Arthur, I've instructed my lawyer to deliver my last will and testament. A key? A key to what? A key to your new house. This house is the fruit of my life's work. Oh my God. It is a one of a kind home. It's marvelous, isn't it? Wow. Arthur, we've got some papers to sign in the library. After that, I would love to take you and the family around the tour of the house. This place is awesome. All right, now I know I'm dreaming. Well, your uncle was quite a collector of many things. What's that? This Halloween, you're wasting your time. It's all sealed up. The only thing worse than being trapped in a house with a ghost. This house is not a house. We're in the middle of the machine. Powered by the dead. Is being trapped in a house with 13 ghosts. Maggie! What? We got company. Where? I can't see. How close is it? Close enough to hurt you. Go, 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 go! Can I rely on you not to get me killed? 
I guarantee you nothing. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Lloyd Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. You use you, you use Lucy Hulu. It works. It does. It does work. I mean, it's, you just got to know where to look. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the the joke works. <laughs> I'm just really happy. I wasn't putting the emphasis on the right syllable when I was saying it. So, so thank you for workshopping that into existence. <laughs> Listen, I checked all of them. I checked. I checked Mads Mickelstream. I checked uh, <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård. I checked every one of them, and uh, it was not available. <laughs> it wasn't. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You didn't, I read it. You, did, you didn't see Disney's Nuts Plus? <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's not that's bad. That's only, so. Right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, somebody start this? a show. Are we recording? Oh, yeah. We've been recording for a while now. Are you kidding? Sweet. Yeah, we just got back from watching um, 13 Ghosts, if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> dog, I heard you like 13, so we put 13 in your 13. <laughs> I like the fact that we know there are more ghosts than the cast does for the majority of the movie. Yes. Except for uh, Lillard told us pretty early on, because one of my first notes I made was, Squee, he said the name! <laughs> It's like a little secret that we have with the movie that the that Tony Shalhoub does it. It's just it's just us and the Lils. Listen, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I could I could I could give a a full ass TED talk on this movie, but I'm not. You go ahead. <laughs> I so I have a question. Was this movie secretly Matthew Lillard's audition for Scooby Doo? It could have been. Huh. I mean, it probably got him the job. Yeah, because minus the voice, he was basically Shaggy Rogers in this movie. Well, and I'd love to talk about that because in the first scene of the movie, he's like very buttoned up sweater vest, like quiet nerd. And I was like, ooh, he's miscasting this. And then suddenly he takes off his like speed suit when we see him again, like two weeks later or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he's full jazz club. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, how did we get here? <laughs> it's been ten days. Listen, I this is the perfect. I I this movie gets so much hate, so much hate, and I don't understand it. I don't either. I I get a blast. I Shannon, I mean Shannon Elizabeth aside, and her, I got the best little brother. 
Um, <laughs> that aside. That line was real tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is chewy. That line is full of gristle. It really is. He found yeah, every letter in that sentence. Basically, that line in that film, you know, the person who wrote it said, you better cook my meat. And then <laughs> delivered it. I wonder, I, is there, I should look up to see if there's like a, four, uh, like the 4K, if there's any kind of commentary. Because there has to be commentary. I want to know how many takes there were of yes. her just saying that like i need to know everything about that i've been obsessed with that line for so long and that and raw digga just in general the the <laughs> soliloquy that she provides us with at the end of the movie <laughs> our last little stinger like she honestly is a really good babysitter she really goes above and beyond for <laughs> little kid who might be the first podcaster ever Right. No, you. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, Adam Carolla, not Adam Carolla, but uh, what's his face from MTV didn't invent podcasting. It was this little kid here. Yeah, it was the kid. It was. It, listen, it was I, for Bobby or whatever they're calling him. They kept changing it. I hate children in movies. I'm on the record saying that I hate children in movies and I have continued that streak with this kid. I hate him every time I watch this movie. <laughs> He's the worst. He absolutely deserves everything that happens to him. <laughs> but is he as bad as Bob from House in the Cemetery, Andy? Listen, I, Bob is the only redeeming child in film, in my opinion. <laughs> Bob is a wonderful character. <laughs> What does Bob do to deserve what he does? I'll tell you what what this little beanie baby did in this movie. Beanie baby. <laughs> He's in a literal house of glass on a razor scooter for like half of this movie. And then like, don't go downstairs. He's downstairs. Like yeah. just just anything you can do to guarantee that at least 12 of the 13 ghosts are going to eat your face. This kid does. They're going to try for sure. For sure. And Let's I think maybe that's I, I said that Scooby Doo was the most two thousands thing ever, but shitbird little kid on a razor scooter <laughs> is also right. very very of the time. Ne- the kid never once asked for Sunny D, and that is disappointing. I would have yes. loved for that kid to ask for some Sunny D. <laughs> I also. Oh, like- Going going back to Shannon Elizabeth for a moment and, and her I have the bestest little brother. I also noticed something for the first time in that scene t- with watching this. She looks in the camera before she says the line. Oh, she goes straight down the barrel, baby. <laughs> She's like looking into the camera at the director like, should I say this? OK, I have the bestest little brother. It's, it's very. yeah like is this 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 is it okay 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 i'll do it (laughs) listen there's a lot of in this movie in this in this film i'm gonna call it by what it is it's a film in this film uh there are a lot of uh like right down the barrel of the camera looks lillard gives a couple of them he does just straight down the barrel of the camera. Uh, Rod Digga, I don't blame her, but she gives a she's couple. She's basically talking to us. 
Yes, yes, she's and when, the chorus. And whenever film. Tony Shalhoub does it, he has this look on his face like, does anybody got any Metamucil? <laughs> <laughs> this pre, this, 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 was he doing Monk when he got cast in this? No, this was pre-Monk. Okay, this was, this okay. Was, I think this was around the same time as Galaxy's Ed, as Galaxy Edge, though. But yeah, this. Oh, was you mean uh, Galaxy Quest? When Galaxy you got to play Quest. A, that yeah. Weird alien. Yeah, this is. We're between Wings and Monk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he got this roll off of Wings. <laughs> it just. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get off of Galaxy Quest. He got it from Wings. It's, it's, How it's many like... of these? Who's in this movie that got a role? Steven Weber was like, Steve, Steven Weber got the script and said, "Hey Tony, I got a film for you." Yeah, he's like, "You know how I make all those shitty Stephen King made for TV movies? Well, I got a deal for you. Here you go. We're re- they're remaking a, a a William Castle movie over at Warner Brothers. You're perfect <laughs> for it. It stars that as Shannon Elizabeth from Fam from American Pie. You may get to see her tits." And but we should don't. Trey Abraham into being in two scenes. Yes. <laughs> the fact that this movie pulled F. Murray Abraham is insane. And I love it. This was like getting Ben Kingsley in the love guru for him. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but then, when but I, then I look at Mythic Quest and he's in Mythic Quest, the the, the uh, comedy oh God, show. His character in Mythic Quest is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so like maybe it's not out of character. Maybe he's like, yeah. I'll do like like maybe he pulled a Patrick Stewart. <laughs> it's like maybe yeah, sure, I'll do this weird shit. Yeah, sure, I'll do this. I'm playing a character who's who may or may not be a pedophile. Sure, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> also, we we see him die. We do. And How then, do you survive that? <laughs> well, and they're not super clear narratively nope. as to whether or not he is alive. Well, they do do one thing to let you know that he's alive, right? Is yeah. he? Um, he takes off his glasses while he's looking at them, and he is still there. And he's still there. That's true. That's very. It's subtle. like, how did you not die? Like he has a half of his of neck cut out. <laughs> and while he's alive again at the end. Oh, by the way, spoilers! If you haven't watched this thirty <laughs> times, like I have. Um, twenty-year-old spoiler alert. <laughs> twenty-year-old spoiler alert. Oh my god, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. It has no flaws, even if we point out all of its flaws. I do. Uh, I apologize. I have to grip it and rip it real quick. Get it. Welcome to the show. I also love the fact that the tits that we do see in this movie are like the wet dream for pinhead type of tits. And it's like it's like it's like we get to the beauty queen and she's like just literally was like rip rip her tits off like person. And I I said yes. I rip her tits off like person is a t-shirt I'm going to make for a show. (laughs) I will admit while I'm watching this movie, this was the first time I ever asked myself, so are those real? (laughs) Or are those just in addition to the incredible makeup work that was done in this movie? (laughs) I really think it's like a drag queen, like breastplate situation. Because she really like an A cup in real life and she's just got in incredibly buoyant fake boobs or are those real that she allowed them to like paste uh slash marks across on and if they, if they are real and she put the that type of makeup on there how did she not itch Oof. ever she should have gotten an award 
She should have for India Farrowing about like that. Yeah. And the thing so is, like, your old drag race quote to reference <laughs> to go with our 28 year old. <laughs> we, the makeup, the actual effects in this movie, aside from CG blood, because it comes out of the truck, which that's a bad effect. Okay. I think it looks great. You <laughs> think it looks great? Good, great. Um, we're not bad. And I was looking at who who did the, it wasn't Mick Garris, who did the, um, the effects for this movie. Oh, it was a name. It was like an actual name. Like uh, point the only thing I remember is that at one point the soundtrack got very aggressive with throwing tricky in our face. Oh, it did. Yeah. I, uh, it, it was, it, it was just shy of uh, what was the soundtrack I said was going to be in the curve. And then it ended up being in the curve. <laughs> um, I can't remember it now, but it's, yeah, it was an aggressive, like, like the, the tricky portion of the soundtrack was like you were going to you were going to hear that song. The the that budget song, for the soundtrack that, that, went into that song. The that the thing is is that year we couldn't escape that song at, at all because it was like they threw it in Thirteen Ghosts and they're like, oh yeah, you know that tricky song? Well, here it is in Queen of the Damned too. <laughs> yeah. Really strange choices. It was Howard Berger, by the way. Chronicles somebody else who was it it was that's i mean I, I don't know i didn't look up everybody i just noticed he he's the guy that um got the oscar nod for um narnia <laughs> oh and he did this movie too i thought you were just telling me stuff that howard Berger did i was like i don't know who this guy is <laughs> we call ourselves burgermeisters uh, <laughs> is that what you call yourself yeah. it's like swifty <laughs> but for howard Berger. <laughs> specifically for howard Berger. Yeah. um it does have my most quintessential early 2000s death scene um that is in every horror movie from the early 2000s which is man gets chopped in half by glass door situation <laughs> and slowly slides uh-huh. down uh-huh my yeah, favorite because the, the cell did that too but with a horse oh that's true I just couldn't stop thinking about the lawyer and like how Patrick Bateman saw his business card and got mad. Yeah. Or how he was an alien in like a hundred episodes of Stargate. <laughs> was he? Yeah. I can't see him without thinking about that. Like that is what I know him from. So everything else that I ever see him in, I, I lock in on that and I can't get away from it. Okay, uh, I have one enduring question about this movie, and it has to do with, oh, I forget the character's name, the lady that knows everything, the one with the spells, F. Murray Abraham's girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Why did Feruza Balk say no to that part? <laughs> <laughs> Was it scheduling? <laughs> she could have been there. That should have been her. It would have been... I think the movie would have been worse for it. I'm I'm comfortable. He's collecting all these ghosts. He's doing it for Manol. No, but I think it would have been worse for it because it would have made the movie better to a point where you would recognize it's bad. That's true. You would have to, you would have to confront the fact that the movie is subpar. You would. You would, you you would have Feruza Balk basically doing Feruza Balk. Versus Matthew Lillard <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs. Oh, God. It would have been peak 
camp. <laughs> it, <laughs> it would, it would have. You would have gotten. Glorious. I guarantee you that scene between Feruza Balk and Matthew Lillard definitely happened in the Viper Room at some point. <laughs> just <laughs> naturally, organically occurred. They just did that. Yeah. Um, second question about this movie. Do you think they got the original cast of company on the stairs to talk to the little kid or? <laughs> oh my God. Bobby, Bobby, baby, Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> that, that, save that for our other podcast where we get real clear about these cross. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Greg Nicotero, by the way. Um, <laughs> Thank was you, the name of this is the special effects guy it's it was nicotero this nicotero. podcast is like a puzzle you gotta find the pieces and put them you, in the right place this is a you'll never will you <laughs> never will yeah it's like david lynch's inland empire you're you, you, inland empire you're never gonna figure it out no never. this is the lost never. highway of podcasts scramble <laughs> it up like rabbits and eventually it'll be a script do you know right. what i'm the most disappointed of about this movie <laughs> what was that shannon elizabeth's character lived that bitch died in that hallway. <laughs> but when that ghost got a hold of her, it should have ripped her to shreds. It didn't even no, her shirts. All it did was bruise her shirts. <laughs> all seven of her shirts. <laughs> it bruised her shirts. Is that's all it did? And I'm like, come on. Give us, give us, give us one other death besides the lawyer, please. One of these kids have to die. And if I had to choose, it would be Shannon Elizabeth for giving us the line, "I have the bestest little brother." Give it to her. I don't yes. know. I I think it's to go to Tony Shalhoub for his one action moment in the movie that makes no sense <laughs> at all. His um his uncharted Indiana Jones moment where he gets to jump through the the, the razor hoops that makes no sense. Yes. Meanwhile, which- meanwhile, throughout the rest of the movie, he's acting like a disappointed old Jewish man who was given lukewarm soup at the deli. <laughs> I think he was most of those things throughout the shooting yeah. of that film. <laughs> yeah, I think the only scene he got to have fun in is the one where he jumped through the hoops. The rest of the time, he was just miserable. I really want to see the green screen footage of that prior to putting the gears in. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Benedict Cumberbatch being Smaug. There's three, there are two scenes in this movie I want to see pre-special effects, pre-CG. That scene. The scene with Raw Digger destroying the uh, the machine. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Reacting to a machine that does, that's being destroyed. I would love to see that. It's hitting a big fuzzy green thing. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite scene in the entire movie, in the entirety of this movie, well, anything that Matthew Lillard does is my favorite scene in this movie. It's peak Lillard for me. It, he's so on. He is at his Lillardist in this movie. Mm-hmm. He really is. He must is, have been sore every day coming off the set because he was well, just like, oh, hold well, on. What I, what I love is that, spoiler alert, when he does get killed in the movie and he comes back as a ghost, he's finally at peace. He's finally he, relaxed. It's he, like, he, it's like, yeah, dude, I, I just drank like a gallon of chamomile tea in the afterlife. Yeah. So. He is the most fuckable Matthew Lillard has ever been as a dead ghost in his jazz costume, as Courtney put it. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and polish my glasses and look real cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. He just immediately becomes the coolest guy in the room. <laughs> he looked really cool by 2001 standards. He really did. He really did. And that, if there's one thing that we've learned 
in our quest through Lillard Fair, it is that there is no one cooler than Matthew Lillard. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a soul on the planet. You know what's also great is in that sequence when all the ghosts are gathered in a circle and Mm -hmm. the the spell is being cast, is that if if you blank out the soundtrack and you overlay it uh, with Gregorian chants, it fits. Yeah, yeah oh. if you if you just put Carmina Burana over it, it would have been better. Uh, or Enya. Enya works, too. Also, Easy on Me by Adele. <laughs> yeah, it does work. It does work. Yes. Well, it's shocking that it works, but it absolutely works. Anti-Hero by uh, T-Swift works right over there. Anything by Enigma. It's crazy. Anything by Enigma. Um. By the way, just so you know, by, oh, by, oh, by the way, my favorite part of the movie, my favorite scene in the movie is the scene where they take the glass plate. They're like, ah, ah they can't get me if I just carry this plate yes. glass yes. into the basement. <laughs> yes, it was that movie's equivalent to, I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar yeah. of dirt. <laughs> it, was the, it was the refrigerator in the crystal skull. <laughs> This you movie can, is ridiculous. It's you perfect. cannot possess me with my cheese helmet moment is basically <laughs> what it was. Yeah. You can, anybody who has anybody who talks trash about this movie does not understand what this movie is. Mm-hmm. And should probably go back and watch the original 13 Ghosts because that mm-hmm. movie is as wackadoo. Anything Castle did was wackadoo. <laughs> what do you want? Well, it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be good. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> right. It's not supposed to be exactly. high art. If you yeah. want high if you want high art, you go see Dancer in the Dark with Bjork. You don't watch 13 Ghosts. I mean, we uh, kind of are doing high art this this month as as well, a yes. little bit. Well, yeah, yeah our other though, our other our other film is definitely high art compared to this thing, but still but it's the most fun. Yeah. It is top 5 most fun horror movies I can possibly sit down and watch. Oh yeah. Here. So to the, to one the, thing, the go ahead. The, the, so to the critics who did like this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. You're smart. You're, a good you're smart. You did it. <laughs> so you there, got it. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, they got it. They they got what this movie was. Yes. They did. But there's one part of this movie that I cannot stop thinking about. Oh, God. Uh-huh. And it's Tony Shalhoub looking at Matthew Lillard with all the seriousness in the world and goes, and i would watch 13 goats i would watch the same movie (laughs) i would see that same cast same movie that would be be the a24 movie 13 goats (laughs) 13 goats uh and i think most of the script could easily remain unchanged. Yeah. You really don't learn that much about these ghosts. Uh, no, like, you don't. That one's the princess, and I'm like, why is she nude? Why is she cut up? And they're like, and it's the huge child and the mother, and I'm like, why is he huge? I feel like there are a lot more questions than answers. <laughs> but that's the point. That's why we need that Netflix show that goes into every one of these archetypes it, that they built it, for I us. Yeah. Play Dudley Dursley to be the giant child. They put CG on him and other stuff. Do it with this. He's the <laughs> circus. And and let's face it, Zelda Rubenstein could do the other role. She's dead, oh, right? Killing yeah, it. she's dead. Okay. Well, they could well, AI. It's crazy. Yeah, it's AI. Bring her back. Put her in it. I will not see I will not see this movie if it doesn't have I, Zelda. Now I will see not see ver- 13 goats. 
the Netflix series about thirteen ghosts and their. I and their actually want to see. I actually want to see a re-edit of this movie now with all the ghosts replaced with replaced with goats. Yeah. Yes. It would I, be. I now want to see that because I'm imagining that in my head and I'm fucking loving it. It sounds cool, right? <laughs> yeah. And then and then we can find finally get thirteen boats. Thirteen boats. <laughs> finally. Please. And they'd be all be wearing. Script. <laughs> and be all wearing thirteen coats. It will, yeah. Uh, and Those thirteen like, boats are in thirteen moats, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, it's a Doctor Seuss book. Yes. yes. Afterwards, they'll go out and they'll all have thirteen coat floats. This just reminds me again of how I will never ever get over this. Okay, when I'm on my deathbed, my, this will be my rosebud. I am still very upset for over two things. Okay. One of them hasn't happened yet, but it will not happen. And I will be upset then. And you will both hear about it. The fact that there was a movie called now you see me and the sequel was not called. Now you don't, I will never, (laughs) I will never let go of that. And the fact that when they make the third one, which they are making and they're not going to call it. Now you three me, I will destroy the world. (laughs) Ragnarok. And that's Ragnarok. (laughs) <laughs> I will raise an army. I will raise an army. Um, now I will say, uh, my my spouse was in and out while I watched this film, and uh, like because consciousness. Have, yes, both. I don't blame him. Both Poor Craig. Uh, yes, I love. He was you. only awake for the Rod Digga scenes. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. He's got uh, a whole different view of this movie. It's all just Rod Digga is is camera focused hero. For him. He was actually the one who said, I think she's actually a pretty good babysitter. I don't think I would go through all this for that kid. <laughs> so a year, so next Halloween, when you're like, hey, do you want to watch 13 Ghosts? Is he going to be like the Raw Digger movie? Yeah, <laughs> let's watch that. <laughs> but my thought was he, he came through when uh, they were talking about one of the ghosts and Matthew Lillard said he's like the Charles Manson of ghosts. And my first thought was, I think Charles Manson, <laughs> Charles Manson of ghosts. <laughs> now granted I, i'm pretty sure he was alive in 2001 so maybe you know maybe that's just the the millennial voice of me <laughs> in it well but i mean whenever whenever charles manson was to die he would end up being the charles manson of ghosts yes, so yes, it's a fair yes. bet <laughs> metaphorically and literally <laughs> yeah. um oh oh my other big thought that I slap myself again, um, I'm good at that. This movie <laughs> should have been made into a Portal-style video game, and the fact that it hasn't yet will be my rosebud. <laughs> yes, you scream. should have it made. You should have <laughs> it made into a Portal-style video Hey, if they could turn game. Bad Ben into a video game, you could turn 13 Ghosts into a video game. I do <laughs> need... I, 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 we, now, that, now that Courtney's officially been a, a guest on the show... I feel like we have to like she gets a syllabus now of the movies that she has to watch. <laughs> I mean, that, we will wreck one of them. We will wreck 90 percent of the movies that we see. But there is a short list of movies that like Won't. you have to watch. Like you have no choice. Um, I mean, you got me into New York Ninja right in tight. Like as soon as I heard that oh, episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of playable video games based on movies, has anyone here yet played the online video game for Cocaine Bear? It's good. I have not. It's okay. good. 
First of all, they've named the bear Pablo Escobar. Oh, that's right. very good. Yeah. Yes. And the point of the game is is that you have to kill as many people as you can and destroy ambulances before your system runs out of cocaine. Yeah. Which is just life, really. Huh. And and there's little piles of cocaine that you could pick up along the way. And like Pac-Man, there's power pellets, which give you a boost of cocaine. However, you have to kill the humans before they get to those baggages because they're trying to take the baggages away from you and the police. Wow. So I am very trailer averse. This is who I am. I, I hate that I have seen enough TV and film in my life that when I watch a trailer, I'm like, oh, OK, I basically know what the movie is going to do. So I try not to watch trailers. And I recently found out that most of the cast of this movie is also the main cast of the Americans. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm even more into it. I was I was already there with the title. And then they said it's the last thing that Ray Liotta did before he passed. And I was like, this is going to be incredible. And then they they didn't have to do this for me. <laughs> and then they throw in the Carrie Russell for you. Yeah. Gave me national treasure, Marco Martindale. Yo, yeah, they they, they gave you a uh, character, uh, character Most actor, Marco Martindale. Yes. <laughs> Which is I the only way you can refer to her now after Bojack. Yeah, yes. I. They didn't have to do that. I, I just cast, that be- cast is phenomenal. They yeah. even casted. They even cast a TikTok star. Yeah, in that the, film. the comedian, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, the minute I saw him in the trailer, I was like, the dude from TikTok is in Cocaine Bear. Of I course mean, he is. He's there for the trailer. And and what's and that's the interesting thing. I really do believe that they cast him because I don't think he has a huge role. Mm-hmm. I They cast him so they could put him in the trailer as marketing, and that's fine. My question to you both, and and this is not a fair question to Courtney because she just said she's trailer averse and that's fine. Um, are horror movies getting better, or has have they just gone banana crackers batshit with marketing? Because the marketing for horror movies has gotten so much better in the past two three years. I, I maybe a little bit of both because I will say that um, I mean first of all the 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 ad campaign for Cocaine Bear is brilliant. Yeah. The ad cocaine cocaine. I'm sorry. The, <laughs> the ad, ad cocaine. No. The ad cocaine. The ad campaign for Skin and Marink did its job. Yeah. It didn't work for the Outwaters, um, but it did for it did for uh, Skin and Marink. And whoever at Paramount is in charge of the ad campaign for Scream 6 is, no pun intended, killing it. Megan. Um, Especially especially now that it's been revealed that Scream 6 is in 3D. And when I went to go see – because Lord knows when you think of going to see a movie like Quantum Mania, you would put the trailer for Scream 6 with it. Sure. they had the trailer in 3D, and it was the scene in the subway that was in 3D. And let me tell you, I felt claustrophobic and absolutely petrified watching that little sequence in 3D. And I'm like, okay, so the 3D is going to enhance this movie. Um, but Megan but, is is prime example. Like... Well, I know it 
there's now renewed interest as as if Megan was you know not dying off, which it really isn't. But now the hype for Megan is through the roof again because they just confirmed today, as of this recording, that they are releasing the unrated director's cut in a couple of weeks on uh, uh, streaming and on home video. Yep. So we get to see the stuff <laughs> that they didn't that put they were in. told to cut out to make it a PG thirteen yep. movie. I can't wait. I still haven't seen it because, again, four-year-old in my house, uh, so we don't go to the movies. Uh, <laughs> but oh, you should let the four-year-old watch this one and say, here's the new toy we're getting you for Christmas here. Yeah, right. Okay, but my kid's a full screen queen, so she would be like, all yep. right, awesome. Like, cool, let's go. She's so into it. The number of times I've had to draw a Jack Skellington mouth on this kid. <laughs> my little pastel goth, and I love her. Uh, uh, final thought on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it in. I'm bringing it back around. Uh, oh, unlike Megan, 13 Ghosts. <laughs> unlike it in almost every way, as far as I can tell. Um, I have bad news for the both of you because uh, one thing I noticed in this movie is. Oh. Matthew Lillard was asked directly, how's your head? And he said, not good. (laughs) (laughs) Not good. Not good. Courtney, the next time I see you, if you don't ask me how's my head and I don't respond, not good. (laughs) You got (laughs) to, there's a problem. So I'm I'm gathering that the the, the general consensus the uh, that we have ga- come to with this movie is that we would recommend Thirteen oh, yeah. Ghosts. Oh yeah, oh, no yes. question. Most fun you're gonna have with an hour and a half watching a movie like really fun featuring the music of Tricky. Fe- featuring the music <laughs> of Tricky. Also, big ups to Rob Miller. If you don't know who Rob Miller is, um, he was the contact lens technician for the film. So uh, Rob, thanks for all your hard work. Appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't already know who he is? Who is yeah, all right. thanking him all the time? Household name, Rob yeah, Miller. Yes. Uh, oh, I didn't even remember this question about the glasses. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the oh, you mean the the the, the clear Oakleys? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Co- the Coakleys. The Coakleys. The Coakleys. Uh, yes. Cocaine Bear in theater soon. Now. <laughs> 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 They had lights pointing at the people's faces wearing them. Right. right? Yes. So were those people blind wearing those glasses? Yeah, they didn't see shit. You think they were seeing ghosts? They were seeing shit. They made a walk downstairs with flashlights in his face. (laughs) Yeah, they had these little tiny LEDs in their eyes is what they had. Those were just ghost generators. They put them on people and make them walk down the stairs. That's how you get more ghosts. That, oh, that's how you get more ghosts. Yeah. You gotta yeah. kill more people. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, it's like a so, Rube oh, Okay, so this is... So, yes, yeah, so this is the prequel to The Haunted Mansion. This explains how they got to 999 Happy yes. Haunts. Yeah, yeah. I would like to pair this with the remake of House on Haunted Hill. And watch them together. I've never done that, oh, but I bet yes. you it would be oh, badass. God, I have. It's a blast. It's an absolute blast to watch the two of them back to back. Oh God, yes. I'm still I'm still floored by the fact that I did not put together that the Dark Castle movies were remakes of William <laughs> Castle movies. 
45 years old, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Because they were like two of his biggest ones. Yes. Remake. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many times I've seen House on Haunted Hill and House on Haunted Hill in my life? So many times. <laughs> what you mean? Dumb. I'm dumb, guys. It's okay. It's all right. I'm pretty. All right. That's all right. Anyway, Steampunk Brain Teaser Hell House. Recommend, for sure. <laughs> do you, by the way, Courtney, do you have any plugs? Any plugs? Um, and we're not talking I, about your hair. We're talking about, do you have anything to plug on the show? Uh, I will be at AllCon in Addison on St. Yeah. Patrick's weekend, uh, running some trivia shows as part of the Games and Theory team. Uh, I will be a part of uh, the panel SmackDown as sort of a beat the geeks, beat the geeks style game. I apologize, that's me. There we go. <laughs> God, be professional, Courtney. It's time to take your pills. Time for it's my time to watch Thirteen Ghosts again. <laughs> I have an alarm that goes off every night at nine o'clock that tells me to watch Thirteen Ghosts again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will also be doing Start Your Engines RuPaul's Drag Race trivia. Uh, I will also be doing a fast-paced uh, TV trivia show called Channel Surfers, Channel Surfers, and its new iteration, Channel Surfers, colon, Earworms, which is an audio-based game as well. So, Sweet. Yeah. If you have never been to AllCon, go to AllCon. It's, mm-hmm. If you're in the Dallas area, if you're within hours of the Dallas area, it is worth every cent you're going to pay to go. Mm-hmm. And if you've never seen <laughs> Courtney and company put on a, um, a game show, you haven't lived you haven't lived it's amazing it is so much fun and i really wish i hope that i can get back to Alcon in the coming years and i can talk her into creating another of her board game game shows because that was the most fun i've ever had on a stage in my entire life we have fun <laughs> yeah we have fun i'll listen to her oh humble humble i'm uh, so mad she makes I'm me so really mad yelling at people so she makes me so mad because she's oh, that's so Jaster fun. also whenever he's at all con too is just him yelling at people and yeah, throwing candy great. at their head trying to kill Jaster's him. great. Nothing horrifying about a clown throwing candy <laughs> at my face at like like Greg Abbott throwing a baseball. Not Greg Abbott. Is it Greg Abbott? It's Greg Abbott, right? It's Greg <laughs> Abbott now, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I now have this great image of a homicidal Greg Abbott in his wheelchair throwing <laughs> pace pulse at people's head with this look on his face like, ah! Just yeah. his, his eyes like the teacher from Daria, just one squinted down and the other yes. one real big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> McConaughey getting interrogated eyes, just oh, staring at me in the middle distance, just whipping dum-dums at my face as hard as he can. Speaking <laughs> of McConaughey... <laughs> Oh, oh, we're going to our patented segment, speaking of McConaughey. All right. Um, Netflix has a new series coming on. Okay. About uh, what if Elvis was an international license to kill spy? <laughs> and Elvis is being voiced by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, it's, a, it's an animated thing. Yeah, from Sony okay. Animation. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. What? <laughs> And he's in total Matthew McConaughey mode. Good. We got to go do another show. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> Why? 
join us join us for another three and a half hour episode of uh, our show when we talk about the same the same thing again so before we uh get to your choice for the month of march march do have oh, a series i do have a serious note uh to take uh, we've actually had a major celebrity death tied into one of the movies that we have done on Colts and the Catacombs. Uh, Raquel Welch. We yes. lost Raquel Welch, who starred in the fifth film we ever did, uh, Myra Breckenridge. Oh, God, that's uh, right. Yeah. At, which is one of the 20 films, I think, that was selected, if I remember right, on that list that we could be revisiting um depending on if the wheel decides it wants us to revisit oh, it or God. not this this J- july bust the deal face the wheel. <laughs> but out of all movies that we could have watched starring raquel welch on this show we went with the scene where she pegs a man yep in full glory mm-hmm. uh while churchill speaks yep yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and Mae West is singing in the background. Yeah, we did, and I that's, that's what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing more fitting for this show than that, frankly. It really is. What is? Oh, it's great. It's but, great. Yeah, she's had one hell of a career, and she will definitely be missed. So rest in peace, Raquel that's Welch. Thanks, fun. thanks for the joy you've brought to us in our life there. Um, so. As we pointed out in March, we are doing a tribute to Troma. Uh, we'll be spotlighting uh, films that you could find on the Troma Now app, which we have been plugging mercilessly on this show. And Andy, what have you picked to focus on that is currently available on the Troma Now app? That is a great question. This show has gone so sideways that I forgot that I had to that I had to announce my choice on this show. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. But my choice is um, my choice is pretty easy. Um, my choice is um, the Good Exorcist, which is a trauma movie, but it was also um, directed by Josh Stifter, who um, is uh, a great director. He's also directed another movie that I wrecked on this show, which was um, Greywood's Plot back during which Halloween. Yeah, um, he is a run and gun director. Uh, he has worked not only with Lloyd Kaufman, but with Robert Rodriguez and uh, Cats Out of the Bag. He said, yes, we will be interviewing him for March for Troma Month. Oh, shit. OK. All right. Yep. So we got a we got another we got another Troma interview. Apparently, that's all we're just going to interview Troma. That's all yeah, we're going to do. Go. Yeah, uh, we got another Troma interview for our Troma Month. And um, I could not be more excited. He's a director. He's a writer. Um he is a cinematographer. He is a comic book creator, um, musician. Like, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, Caterer, Probably too? with me. I mean, <laughs> what was that? Caterer as well. Caterer. He does all craft services, makeup. Um, He's a supervised pro- contacts for 13 Ghosts. Listen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he can he the can con- contact my- technician. He got he cut his teeth doing contact technician work for a dark castle, and now he's with us, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the stage, Justin. Um, no, I'm very windows. excited. He can convert Windows to Mac. Wow. <laughs> right. He was the um he was the one doing the actual hacking in the movie Hackers. 
Um, he's the 14th <laughs> ghost, ladies and gentlemen. He's the 14th ghost. <laughs> Nice. So yes, That's my choice cool. is the That's Good awesome. Exorcist. This yeah. will be, I've had it here for a while, but this will be my first watch for this. So I'm really excited to nice. not only okay. have both of us watch it for the first time, but talk to the director and writer himself. Awesome. Awesome. All right, folks. Did Roy just die? Oh, is that no. too much for him? Roy? It's too exciting. You should have <laughs> It was too exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm in the, Irving. <laughs> the James Dean ghost got him. <laughs> Probably one of the most artistic <laughs> movies we've watched on here. How? What was that? You were gone for like fun. We thought the James Dean ghost got you. I was getting ready to get in the car. <laughs> it's Courtney was gonna drive over. Gonna do a well. She was getting track. ready to leave, and she said, "Oh wait, we're talking about more Matthew Lillard." Okay. <laughs> Here. Whatever. She's like, Roy can wait. <laughs> we actually did the whole guess. podcast while you were out. We talked about Scream. Your choices be damned. Yeah, right. We talked about <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Scream. We we chloroformed you from a distance and just did a whole nother show. And they've already nice. released, so there's nothing you can do. It's six, it's six in the morning, and we have talked about every Matthew Lillard movie you won't let me talk about. So there you go. Entire <laughs> film on... We did it. Nice. <laughs> okay, this is Shaggy Cast episode. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to see you on the next episode, gang. Bye. Bye.